An historic second impeachment trial for former President Donald Trump kicks off on Tuesday. Let's break down the scenarios for what could happen. I'm Roger Chang, and this is your Daily Charge. With me to run through the scenarios is our veteran regulatory reporter, Maggie Ridden. Welcome, Maggie. Thanks for having me. So the Senate hearing is beginning its trial on Tuesday after the House impeached former President Trump last month. What are we? Let's break down some of the logistics. What are we expecting in terms of the length and, and how this might go? Well, um, I think it's going to be a pretty speedy trial because um, both the Democrats and the Republicans uh, sort of want to get this done and over with. So uh, I think we're going to see this, you know, wrap up within probably a week or at least uh, two weeks. Um, the the last impeachment of President Trump, the last trial, uh, I think was three weeks long. So it'll definitely be shorter than that. All right. And so what will the Democrat House managers be arguing in this trial? Well, their big argument is that, you know, if it had not been for uh, President Trump, there would not have been the insurrection on the Capitol, that he really fueled the fire and um, basically told his followers to go and take over the Capitol and, and and hurt, you know, members of Congress and to stop the the vote count uh, that was going on there. So that's what their argument is. And what about the legal defense? What, what is Trump's lawyers going to be arguing? Well, primarily, they're going to be arguing that the trial itself is just unconstitutional, that, you know, Trump is out of office and you can't try a former president for an impeachment. And so since he's out of office, it's it's like a moot point. We need to move on and it's unconstitutional. So that's that's their main argument. I think they they don't want to have to argue that the election was fraudulent <laughs> and that there was any real basis for this crowd, you know, doing what it did. Right. And, and I know uh, some Democrats have said that, you know, that it is important to have this trial because you want to hold the president accountable, even if he's no longer in office, and it would open the door to potentially barring him from holding office down the line. What about Republican senators? What are they saying about this? Are they are they falling in line with Trump's legal defense, or are there um, are there any other arguments to be made? Well, I think Republicans are, you know, primarily they they want to stay away from like what actually happened on January 6th. And they want to stay away from any talk of, you know, that the election was fraudulent. So they would like to very much stay within the bounds of, you know, this trial shouldn't even be happening because he's no longer president and this is unconstitutional. And, you know, if we start holding former presidents, um, to account for things that they did while they were in office, you know, what's what's to stop them from holding impeachment trials just when somebody leaves office who they they simply just don't like. Right. And, and just a review that you know, House obviously in, voted to impeach uh, Trump last month. How did that vote break down? Was it strictly across party lines or a little bit of a, more of a blur? It was mostly across party lines, but there were, you know, some Republicans who broke with their party, you know, namely um, the one that, that keeps coming up is Liz Cheney, who is number three in the House. Um, and she's, you know, getting quite a lot of blowback from her party, uh, you know, not only in her state, but, you know, some of her 
colleagues in uh, in Congress. But then you have, you know, some other folks like Mitch McConnell, who is um, the minority leader now in the Senate. I mean, he has come to Liz Cheney's defense and he has called the election for Joe Biden. There, there was no nothing here to suggest that there was anything that happened, that the election was fraudulent or anything. So he's condemned what happened on January 6th. Now, it's unclear whether he's going to uh, to vote for impeachment. He keeps saying he's going to he wants to hear the evidence. He's going to listen to things. But I think that, you know, if he were to come out and say he was going to vote to impeach, you might see more uh, Republican senators following. But, you know, a lot of these folks are really in um a dicey situation with their party. The Republican Party is really having kind of a big civil war within itself to figure out what the future of their party is going to be. Yeah, it seems like given the blowback that you mentioned that Liz Cheney got uh, in the House, it, it's uh, it, it puts a lot of Republican senators in a in a in a bind in terms of which way they want to vote, um, whether or not you know they want to face the wrath of still many loyal Trump supporters. Uh, let's talk about the different scenarios. What uh, you, you have a story out today that kind of breaks down what could happen. What are the, the various possibilities? Well, the one poss- possibility is that, you know, in order to convict in the Senate, um, they need uh, two thirds of the, the senators supporting that. So uh, that would mean that, um, that they need 67 votes. So the Senate is pretty much split 50-50 right now, so they'd need 17 senators. So that might be you know, pretty unlikely at this point for, for the Republicans to switch over. So then he could just be acquitted. And then that would just mean that the charges sort of, you know, go away. Um, now, there is a possibility that maybe they could do something else called censure, which is not legally binding, but is just basically like a slap on the wrist saying you shouldn't do that. Um, you know, there's talk that maybe they would do that. But, you know, politically, that might be hard to do once you get, you know, once he gets acquitted, it might be hard to turn around and say, let's let's now go back and vote to censure you. The other scenario is that you get enough senators who uh, join Democrats, you get 17, at least 17, and then he would be convicted. And if he were to be convicted, then uh, I think we would quickly see another vote that comes right after it, which would um, only require a majority of the senators to vote to bar him from federal office in the future. Gotcha. And just from a broader perspective, how historic and how unprecedented is all, is all of this? I mean, all of this is unprecedented. It's just, it's bonkers, right? I mean, like no president in our history has ever been impeached twice. So now he's been impeached twice and no president has ever um, had, there's never been an impeachment trial that has occurred after uh, a president has left office. I mean, if you think about Richard Nixon, he resigned so he wouldn't have to have an impeachment um, trial or even, you know, have the House vote on impeachment. So, you know, I think what's different here is, you know, this happened at the very end of his term. So, you know, what do you I think the Democrats view is what are you going to do? Right. You can't just let um, a president um, on his final days out the door just kind of like light the whole house on fire right? <laughs> and and not have um, some accountability. So, yeah, so it's it's a real test of the Constitution, really. Gotcha. Well, lots to, to 
follow here and we'll be covering the impeachment trial we'll, we'll give you updates on a regular basis again it starts tomorrow maggie thank you for your time you can read all of our impeachment coverage on cnet.com if you have any questions hit us up on twitter at the daily charge or sign up for direct text messages from me by heading to cnet.co slash daily charge and if you liked what you heard please subscribe and rate the podcast it really helps us out for the daily charge i'm roger chang thanks for listening